Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel on LMFM. No doubt, kicking off our show this morning with Don't Speak, a song that was supposed to be a love song, but then when the bass player of No Doubt dumped Gwen Stefani, the lead singer, it became a song about heartbreak. Imagine how awkward that'd be as well, being in a band together after breaking up. But there you go. They have an amazing song out of it with Don't Speak, No Doubt. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch 86 658 and everybody is buzzing about Squid Game. We were talking about this yesterday on the programme and they were really tipped to kind of make history and they did make history at the Emmys last night because um, they picked up the lead award, the lead actor award, which is fantastic. So he, um, Lee Young Jay, accepts the award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for Squid Game and he's the first Asian to win an Emmy for Best Drama Series Actor, which is fantastic. So um, as people will know, the South Korean hit about a brutal survival contest was a global sensation for Netflix last year, becoming the service's most watched show and we are all dying, dying for season two to see where this is going to go because I think at the end, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it, but at the end you're kind of going, what? No way! It's a big kind of twisty moment at the end, which is amazing. Um, and also, uh, they won an Emmy for Best Drama as well for for the directing side of it, uh, which is great. Uh, so it's really, you know, they're hoping now that these awards will open doors for, for other Asian actors, which is amazing. Um, now, we did say this yesterday as well, uh, but Succession uh, and Ted Lasso, which I still haven't seen. I know everyone's going on about Ted Lasso. I must uh, dig that out and get stuck into it. Uh, they were the night's top winners as well. Um, the Sky Atlantic show Succession about the Roy family empire. That took Best Drama and uh, the Ted Lasso got the uh, comedy, got the uh, Best Comedy uh, for the second year running on that as well, which is brilliant. Um, and it was lots of news 
on the Emmys. Uh, Lizzo made an appearance with uh, her uh, speech as well because she picked up an award uh, for her series, which I was talking about this series um, when it first came out and it was brilliant. It was when she was auditioning the dancers and um, to go with her on tour. But specifically, she was all about kind of celebrating the bigger bodies. And as she said, you know, when she was a little girl, I wanted to see somebody who was black. I wanted to see somebody who was fat, she said. And I wanted to see myself represented. And she said, if I could go back in time and speak to little Lizzo, I would say, well, she didn't say girl, but she said the other one that begins with B. You know, Lizzo, she's all about the attitude. I don't have that attitude on this show. But she says, girl, you're going to have to do it for yourself. You know, and she has. And fair play to her. And all of her dancers were there with her as well to share in the moment, which was lovely. It was really, really lovely. So Emmy's buzzing last night. I was not watching the Emmys last night. I was, though, in the film realm last night. I was uh, in Dun- uh, Dunabate for the Bleeding Pig Film Festival last night. I want to thank so much Emma Fagan for hosting me there last night. Gorgeous, gorgeous film festival that is running until the 14th of September celebrating the best of Irish and international films uh, over the next couple of days and in a really cool venue that I did not know existed at all. It's uh, St. Patrick's Church of Ireland in Dunabate and I was like, (laughs) when I was driving along, you know when the GPS lady she sends you places and I'm going, no this can't be it and of course I disobeyed her which you should never do. Don't disobey the GPS lady. Uh, So she said, she's like, figure it out where I am. But uh, yeah, I I found it eventually and it was gorgeous and it was a really nice atmosphere to be watching a movie uh, or a series of short films actually in a church, which was really cool. And I got uh, a really nice uh, chat with uh, all of the directors and actors and stuff involved in them. And you know, I've said this so many times, Irish film, we need to support it more. And also we need to seek out short films and they are often shown sometimes late at night, but they are gems, real gems of films. And uh, some of the ones that we saw last night were just spectacular. Tonight they have a really special programme. It's celebrating women in film tonight. Uh, so if you want to go along to that, it's in St. Patrick's Church of Ireland in Donabate. All of the details you will find the Bleeding Pig I know the name is gas. The Bleeding Pig Film Festival.com. Okay, that's where you'll you'll find all the details on it. But um I do urge you to support it because look, you know, I'm always talking about this. We need to support the arts. They were there for us in times of crisis, aka COVID, when we'd nothing else to be doing, and they were supplying us with all this free art online. We need to support them now. Uh, but it was very well supported last night, which was great. And it was lovely to be invited along and to have the chats with all the filmmakers afterwards as well. So that is continuing, as I say, until the 14th of September. Lots to get through on the programme today. Do get in touch with me, by the way, if you have anything on your mind or if you have requests or shout outs. 086 1800 658. Late night text, the lyrics from songs. Trying your best to write your wrongs. I know that you're hoping I'll be a little upset, a little bit drunk That I'm not lying in bed next to someone I know that you're wondering How do we end up here? Feels like we're strangers Remember when it used to feel like we were dangerous Well, maybe you shouldn't have gotten there that night Maybe you should have told us Maybe 
nights spent out on your own Asking my friends if I've gone home I know that you're hoping That I haven't just left, the memories aren't gone That I'm not somewhere else holding someone I know that you're wondering How do we end up here? Feels like we're strangers Remember when it used to feel like we were dangerous Well maybe you shouldn't have gotten there that night Maybe you should have told a little less lies Maybe you shouldn't have gone and ruined my life For one night, for one night Maybe you shouldn't have took your lips off mine Put them on his and thought that you'd be fine Maybe you shouldn't have gone and ruined my life Picture this on LMFM's 11 to 1, one night. Now, uh, the annual general meeting of County Meath Chamber is happening on Thursday, 15th of September. That's this Thursday. I mean, I don't know about you, but the time is flying. 15th of September at 7pm in the New Grange Hotel in Navan. Now, this is an ideal opportunity for all local business owners to meet and to connect. And also new and existing members of County Meath Chamber are very welcome to attend as well. You can register now, logging on to meathchamber.ie forward slash events. That's where you get all the details of that. So that's happening on Thursday. Now, back to the present and Children's TV has caused a bit of a stir at the moment and I think it's for all the right reasons. Peppa Pig and Thomas the Tank Engine in the news over the last little while about new characters that they've added. I'm going to tell you all about that just after these. 11 to 1. It seems cartoons for kids are becoming a lot more inclusive. I'm going to tell you that story a little bit later on but first, here's more music. Here's Ed Sheeran. To the heart I never like cracks When they say the party's over Then we'll bring it right back yeah. 
Yeah, said cheering and shivers on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, two different children's television programmes have been in the news recently and it's all to do with their being more inclusive, which is amazing. So children's TV show Peppa Pig has added a lesbian couple to its cast of characters for the very first time. So this is episode 41 and it's of season seven and it's titled Families and it aired uh, there very recently and it features Penny the polar bear uh, and introduces her two mothers. So she's in the classroom with Peppa and she's asked by the teacher to sketch pictures of the family and put them on the, the wall. And this is a little snippet of that particular scene. Next. I'm Penny Polar Bear. I live with my mummy and my other mummy. One mummy is a doctor and one mummy cooks spaghetti. I love spaghetti. Lovely Penny. There you go. So that's kind of the the general gist of the scene. And uh, I think it's fantastic. So it's, I suppose, to be kind of in response to becoming more inclusive by today's standards and this idea of, you know, children now, you know, and have always been so inquisitive. You know, they've always kind of questioned things that's going on around them. So if we normalise it like this and have two mummies in a cartoon that's so beloved like Peppa Pig, then, you know, things will just become normal with regards to this. And lots of people are taking to social media to praise this decision Um that they, they've done uh, for the first time in the cartoons show history. So they're saying this is how young children should be taught about inclusion. We don't, don't need to talk to them about sexuality. Just show all different types of families. They'll understand the rest when it's appropriate. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is exactly it. And uh, just even in regards to my own son, who has many questions. Oh, my God. He's six and he has all the questions in his little mind. Uh, But like that, you can say, oh, I'll talk to you about that when you're older, you know. Uh, But this idea of introducing the characters is wonderful. Also, uh, the TV show Thomas and Friends um, has introduced its first autistic character as well. And this has been created in collaboration with autistic writers and organisations. It's called, uh, the character's called Bruno, the brake car. And as well as this, he's voiced by nine-year-old autistic actor Elliot Garcia. So he's going to be seen in the future episodes uh, of Thomas and friends uh, they're going to be on September 21st at 7am uh, as well and he is so delighted that he's going to be um, you know is voicing this uh, this lovely character he's been practising and everything else and he says uh, this car is unique you know he um, rolls in reverse at the end of the train it gives him a unique perspective on the world as he helps the other engines by keeping heavy cargo steady with his strong brakes the engine car also uses a lantern on the red exterior to communicate his emotional state uh, moving when he is excited or cautious he can also create ear defenders by puffing out steam if he feels sensitive to loud noises that is Brilliant. And it really kind of, for us even as adults trying to understand, you know, what life must be like for somebody who is autistic. That's very, very interesting that they have it like that. Um, and uh, the young chap says, when I run the, won the role of Bruno, I imagined that it was a dream, but it wasn't. I felt really excited and happy. And it's great uh, that they are representing autistic characters because I watch the Thomas and Friends series and for there to be an autistic character it makes me feel really happy and excited so there you go and he says you know he can relate to the ear defenders I do relate to this because if it's really not loud noise I can't cope so it's just brilliant to see this being introduced as well to cartoons for our kids so then our kids will understand you know other children that maybe they might come in contact in the classroom or outside of school and that they need to be catered for as well so well done to TV uh, children's TV I think it's a step in the absolutely in the right direction
There's you two, one on LMFM's 11 to 1. It's not every day that you are asked to make a headpiece for an empress. I know. Craziness. Uh, fashion designer from Dunshockland, Ashta Jacobson, was asked to make this fantastic custom made crown for a royal empress of Medini. We're going to catch a word with Asda about this and also about her business. Asta Fashions, we're going to chat to her after these. 11 to 1. My first guest comes from a long line of dressmakers, making her the third generation in her family to work in fashion. Despite only starting out with 200 euro in her pocket, she was determined to forge her own path, working five jobs, studying business at night, as well as being mum to her young son at the time. And this hard work paid off because she opened her business as the Fashions, a designing studio in 2008, which is not only thriving, but is winning multiple awards along the way. This summer, whilst attending the Cannes Film Festival, she was asked to create a custom made crown for a royal empress so it seems her belief that she was meant for better things couldn't be more of a reality I'm delighted to be joined now on the line by fashion designer Asta Jacobson how are you doing Asta? I'm so grateful with we talking today. Oh, I, it's so lovely to have you on the show. You've got such a, a brilliant story to share. Uh, so let's go back to the very start because you left Lithuania to come to Ireland with your son and you really started from scratch, didn't you? Very much so. And like you just mentioned, it was only 200 euro in my pocket and they was even borrowed because I left my country after painful divorce. And actually, I have to leave my son for one year in Lithuania till I got my work permit. Because as you remember, maybe it was that time I was needed a work permit. So believe me, it was like harshest time of my life to be separate away from my child for one year. I can only imagine. And I mean, you have such determination and drive because it must have been so tough, as you say, working, studying, trying to build your life here so you could bring your son over. How did you keep yourself going? I don't know. I think because I knew I want to be a fashion designer. Like, that's all I seen it in me from my childhood. And that's what I wanted. And I knew what I'm doing. You know, the vision was there. And I'm like, I'm still creating my vision extras and extras every day. That's your vision. And it works. Then you work on it. Totally. And when you keep it in mind and when you visualize it completely. Uh, but take me back to 2008 and starting as to fashions, because it must have felt incredible to be officially standing on your own feet as a designer, creating work that you wanted to bring out and share into the world. Oh, it was the best time of my life to open that door with my name over it. You know, this is, was my dream to have my name, you know. And when I worked in McLehaney's Avad Boy, everybody was saying for me, you know, what are you doing? You know, you're you having an amazing job. It's a safe job for your pension, you know. <laughs> but I knew I'm working and living not for my pension only. I want to serve my clients, you know, bigger meaning. And, you know, in 2008, a recession came. Yes, oh, and this it is... got me like, whoa. How? And actually, after two months when I opened my business, the huge shop, like I was saying, McLehaney's, was closed down because of the recession. Mm. So what do you think I felt that moment when my dream is opened? 
And the Thai could be next because they was in there years and years and years and so big popular shop, you know, boutique. People was coming from all over the island, you know. And I just opened the doors and that's exactly what I got my mind again. I don't need to only know how to sew. I need to know how to make a business, become a businesswoman, you know. And that moment, I need to work more of my mind, not only about my sewing skills. Yes, because you adapted very, very well to this and you changed up the business. You decided to to kind of reinvent slightly whilst the recession was on to kind of adapt to the customer's need at that time because there was no need really for people couldn't afford to buy designer stuff. So you kind of turned into kind of altering and tailoring and adjusting things. Exactly, because I am a big believer of the our beautiful planet having enough of rubbish, you know, and mm. that is to recycle, reuse it, restyle it, because it actually saves our pocket. But like I said, it protects our planet and our nature. It would be good to leave something nice for our grandkids, yes. not only piles of fashion what we worn only one time. Oh, it's so refreshing to hear you saying that as well to oh. being so sustainable within this industry it's, 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 it's amazing now I've been on your Instagram page which is just let me tell you oh my god it's oh, explosion of these stunning designs tell me what, what inspires your creations every time like I do work for the client so when I see the person I kind of nearly know how amazing they will be look in that kind of gown so when I go and are creating something for the star or something for the beautiful lady who's mother of the bride, I kind of know by her shape how to show her best features. And that's what I always, like, before I go, I always want to know what will be modeling, who will be models, who will be wearing, because you kind of have to connect with the person and the person's soul, and then you know how to rise all beauty out of her, you know? Because sometimes you can see beautiful dress but the person not looks like, 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 you know, not connecting together. Yes, it needs to be absolutely the right fit, which is completely true of all the people that you've made uh, gorgeous designs for, because you're really passionate about making people feel amazing, aren't you? That's the best and biggest point, because you have to feel as a million dollars, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And, and let me tell you, because uh, this, this the, the reason you caught my attention was I had spotted this amazing image of uh, the incredible headpiece that you made for the Empress uh, of Madini. Tell me about this. How on earth did this lovely encounter happen? How does one, you know, become a, a custom design a designer for, for an Empress? I know that was big. And believe me, I still like sometimes pinching myself is this me <laughs> because you see I very believe in when you open one door five more open I need to be visible but people know about me and see you know what I do so how can you be invisible like uh, visible if you being just only in your own boutique so I always knew I want to go further wider worldwide and that's when I was invited to go to Film Festival of Cannes. In there, I was representing my silver collection, what is health for our beautiful health as well, and beauty. And then I met someone in there, like, wonderful man. He was like, 
I know who will like your designs. And he introduced me to the beautiful Empress. And she's so beautiful soul. She's very holistic. We just connected from one second. And now I'm talking with her as the best friend about life coaching, about <laughs> life stuff. Like, she, she wouldn't tell anybody, but she feels safe to talk to me. And I'm so feel, you know, I know what suits her by now. And yes. we never met. That is amazing. And like you say, yeah, you, you, you've, you've developed a friendship. The stunning piece, I've put it up as well. If people want to check it out, it's on our Twitter and I'll post it on, on Facebook later on. Uh, I mean, I can see why she loved it. But tell us about the materials that you used and how long did it take to create? It took a long time because everything is done by hands and everything is beaded by hand by Swarovski crystals and all other little kind of crystals because as you know when you think a princess and empress we do love our bling bling (laughs) (laughs) you know so she did want it kind of bling bling you know but at the same time she wanted to look as the sun diva as the sun goddess and that's what i kind of wanted something really gold something really you know soft and elegant Mm. but really like to keep her in the same beauty as this gold beautiful you know woman and exactly when I seen it on her like when she sent me a picture I'm like yes we've done it you know oh, it works so well amazing yeah. yeah and it doesn't as you say it doesn't take from her beauty it very much enhances exactly. the two kind of married yeah. together it really does and you know now that you're creating for royalty you know are you still going <laughs> to create for us ordinary Joes as well Asta? I love every person, <laughs> every woman. Every woman is a princess inside. Every woman is a royalty. Every woman. We don't need this, you know, this medals and this kind of like uh, somebody told you you are princess. We all are princesses. We all are queens. Let's embrace it with the beauty, with the art, what I, what I do or anybody else. But I really feel, you know, no need to feel only that person could be look like a princess. I am a princess. You are the princess. Let's embrace that. I love that. I really do. And, you know, you're you're talking about film festivals. You just came home from the Venice Film Festival where I, you know, was looking at the Instagrams there again. My God, it looked so glamorous and the designs are incredible. How was that for you? And have you picked up more clients there now? Yes. We uh, picked up a couple more extra clients, but I can't really tell you yet. Okay. Yes. After that, like I had two beautiful girls. One is an Irish actress. I'm not telling you yet. Is it like big, big, <laughs> big actress? On... Big actress. Well, I don't know how big. I think every person, whatever they achieve, they are big. Yes. You know, okay, so Irish actress. Is, yeah, it's a, it's a, I can't tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch my page. <laughs> I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Yeah. I really yeah. will. And, and, you know, what do you think then, you know, if you had any advice to impart on to somebody else that, you know, would really love to set up their own, their own business, what advice would you give them? Dream big. Oh, yeah. Don't settle only, oh, I will be just in here, just a little local. No, don't. Because, as you know, when you go out and then you come back, Everybody like, wow, where did you go? Like, you wouldn't talk to me now. You wouldn't be interested in what I'm doing if I would say, well, I just went in Navan Beauty Salon and or some beauty fashion show or something. It's okay. But then you go something further, then you really saying, look at me, what I'm doing. Like, scream about what you're doing. Don't be invisible. 
I love it, Asda. Show yourself. It has been so wonderful chatting to you and hearing your story. I wish you every success going forward. Well, you don't you don't need it from me. I know you're going to do it all, absolutely. But thank you so, so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for seeing me. And that's the beauty of beautiful women and embracing and rising each other. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so, so welcome. As to Jacobson there, she is incredible. You can find more about her if you want to check it out on Instagram. It's asta.jacobson, okay? Also, she has a Facebook page as well, EMF Clothing by Asta Jacobson as well. I follow her on mine. If you're following me, you'll see me posting about her as well. But she has stunning, stunning creations for any occasion. She even does communion dresses, for, for kids as well and they look unreal they really do so as I say Instagram, Facebook that's the best places also she has an email as well as to fashions zero at gmail.com 11 to 1 with we are going back in time now yeah where are you we got some work to do now Scooby Doo popping up in the Northeast update now LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 774455. On this day, 1969, Scooby Doo, Where Are You by Hanna Barbara debuts on CBS in the US. And today is Fortune Cookie Day. As early as the 1870s, some Japanese sweet shops started making little crackers that were folded into shapes, which allowed a message to be tucked into the bend. These original crackers would have been darker in colour, made with miso and sesame, giving them less of a sweet taste than the fortune cookies of today. But you can find them pretty much in the many, any American Chinese restaurant. Fortune cookie day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's Green Day, time of your life on LMFM's 11 to 1. Still to come, a festival celebrating RD Bog. I'll find out more about that. I've tickets to The Real McCoy to give away, plus music from years and years, Harry Styles, and lots more. 11 to 1 with On air online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. That was Years and Years with King kicking off our second hour. I hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch with me on 086-1800-658. It's about time I gave away something. If you were listening yesterday, we were chatting to Tommy Marin, the writer behind It's the Real McCoy. This is a hilarious Hilarious play. And 10 years on, since it's first had uh, its debuts and had audiences roaring laughing, Tommy's play is back. Uh, It's set in the 1960s um, in rural Ireland and it focuses on Madge Malloy. Uh, She's lived for four decades of her life wondering where her husband has disappeared off to. When a new curate to the parish arrives with news that Madge's husband wants to return and explains why he left. So It's the Real McCoy is going to be performed in Solstice Arts Centre September 23rd and 24th. It is just the thing we need to lift the spirits. So I have a couple of pairs of tickets to give away for both nights on the show. All you have to do is tell me true or false. Madge husband, her husband disappears. Is that true or is that false in the play? Does Madge's husband disappear? So true or false? 086 1800 658. If you'd like to go along, it is 
brilliant it is so so funny you will be laughing the tears will be streaming down your face I promise it is just the thing that you need if you're feeling a bit down in the dumps so true or false does Madge's husband disappear in the plotline 086 1800 658 you'll pick some winners towards the end of the show now it's time to check in with the world of celebrity The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Louise Brian Terry Henry says working with Jennifer Lawrence was a career highlight. The pair star in Causeway, which had its premiere at the Toronto Film Festival at the weekend. The actress says the film was a real collaboration. With her and Lila, we did what we could for the past two years to bring this story to life. And I mean, I can't thank her enough for actually like hearing me out. And like we sat down with each other and figured out what this story was between these two characters navigating trauma in their lives and what home means, what loneliness means while navigating that trauma. So it was a great time. The hit TV shows Succession and Ted Lasso have won the top awards at the Emmys. Both shows repeat winners with Succession about a feuding family named Best Drama, while Ted Lasso, which focuses on a fictional football club, got Best Comedy Series and Acting Prizes for its main stars. The South Korean dystopian thriller Squid Game received the award for Best Actor in a Drama. Patrick Dempsey says his kids freaked out over his silver hair transformation. He's been explaining the reason behind the surprising new do. I'm currently doing a movie in Rome right now that Michael Mann is directing. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver is starring in it. Uh, it's about Ferrari's life in the 1950s. And I play uh, Tarufi, who is a uh, the racer who wins the Mille Mille in 1957. So yeah. it's been a, a dream job with a great director. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. I bet he looks great even with the grey hair and I'm very excited about Disenchanted. The trailer of that has dropped and don't forget our very own Dundalk railway station features in the film and I'm very excited about that. Uh, that'll be coming out I think it's going is it going straight to Disney Niall will have all the details of that anyway in the coming weeks uh, as as we get it for Disenchanted um, now back to the music and here's Ace of Base throwback for you Ace of Base all that she wants don't forget Eddie Cavity later on at half three has a plethora of throwbacks I can't promise you it's going to be from the 90s I never know what year he picks that is top secret information but tune in at half three for the cruise Plenty of throwbacks for you with Eddie Caffrey. Now, Friends of RD Bog, they're an environmental community group very much dedicated to protecting and preserving RD Bog. They are inviting everybody to come along to their Bog Cafe. So this is a three-day festival, really, aiming at educating and promoting the importance of protecting the bog. We're going to be chatting to Helen Flanagan and also to Fiona Crawley. They're a part of the organisation committee and they're also part of the Friends of RD Bog. We're going to join them for a chat after these. 11 to 1. Friends of RD Bog, it's an environmental community group dedicated to protecting and preserving RD Bog. They are inviting everybody to come along to their Bog Cafe. It's a three day festival aiming to educate and promote the importance of protecting the Bog. And there's a jam packed programme with events suitable for all the family, things like art, music, storytelling, workshops. There's so much happening from September 23rd to 25th. Now, joining me now to tell us more are Helen Flanagan and Fiona Crawley. They are part of the Committee of Friends of our debug and they're helping to organise this festival. Afternoon ladies. Hi. 
Hello. Good afternoon. Hiya. Great to have you both on the programme. I'll start off with yourself, Fiona. Now, I have never been to RD Bog. I had no idea it's over 10,000 years old. But uh, tell us a little bit more about this very important ecological site that's right on our doorstep here in Louth. Okay. Well, um, it's an open invitation for anyone to contact the Friends of RD Bog website or uh, message us. Um, we would love to show people around. It's it's a unique landscape. Um, RD Bog is the last and largest raised bog on the east coast of Ireland. Um, it's quite it's quite hidden in very many ways, which it helps the bog. It yeah. helps protect it in many ways because it's not overly accessible. Um, but it's the last and largest. Um, it holds an awful lot of carbon and carbon is something that's really in the news now, is something that we need to keep keep in the ground and not and not emit into into the atmosphere. There there really are rainforests, bugs. They they hold more carbon, they they clean the air, they do more than a rainforest, but they're unique to Ireland and other parts of Europe. So we, the plants that grow in our bog are very unique as well. They yeah. grow nowhere else. So it, it's very diverse. The biodiversity is there because it's old. It hasn't been interfered with too much. So there's nice balance. So we're, not, we're, we're aiming to keep it that way. Um, you can't make a new bog. You can't dig it up and replant it like you would a forest. You need an ice age. You need 10,000 years for a bog to form. So they're really very unique and precious habitats. Yes, they really are. And like you say, it was only when I was on the website myself that I actually realised, oh my God, this is here, NRD. I had no idea it, it, it was there. And it is stunning. Some of the images that you have there of the plant life and things are, are, are really, really stunning. So tell us about Friends of RD Bog. How did this group come about initially? Yes, it came about. Look, we, I suppose we were all doing that stuff in isolation. We were all loving the bog and doing stuff. Um, but we became involved, a couple of us, in the Loud Environmental Network. And we just met by chance one evening at one of the meetings and realised, myself and Anne Lennon, we realised that we were we were doing the same thing, but we were doing it in isolation. Mm. And it becomes so different when you become part of a group because the energy is there and everybody's different abilities and, you know, gifts that they have to offer. Like Helen will speak in a few minutes and she's an amazing artist. She organises performances. So I'm very much hands-on. I'm lucky enough that I own two two sections of Bog, myself okay. and my family. Um, so we have one that's actually in transition um, and it's kind of entrusted to two friends of Ardy Bog. Um, it's used as an educational site, a place for people to gain information on, on what's going to happen when, when it's time to move on from turf cutting, which is something that we as a family have already done. I'm sort of a... Uh, what would you say I'm like a poacher turned gamekeeper I cut the turf I used it I didn't understand like it's very new this understanding of how how important peat is and how precious so we're lucky that we have a conservation site Um, we're restoring a piece of turf cutting bog Uh, we're seeing all sorts of different habitats come back in we're we're getting grant funding from the government so it's it's going to be a long project it's going Mm. it's not going to be easy we've had conservationists um, um, an ecologist sorry in and she's done a a very um, detailed conservation study Um, so we have a five year plan we're working on that we would welcome people to come and visit volunteer see it learn about the bog learn about 
the unique habitat. Um, and like you say, like if there's, and that's really important, and I'm really delighted that you highlighted that as well. The fact that you were somebody that uh, cut turf and now is completely like educated about about kind of the damage that it is doing. So if there's people out there that are you know kind of very unsure about what the next step is, maybe they were like yourselves, they could come along and learn more about the bog and learn kind of why it's important to to preserve it so much. Absolutely, and like I'm really cognizant of the fact that you know. Th- Owning a bog was was independence for people, mm-hmm. and like it was independence for me. It was independence from from having to buy fuel. Like you work yeah. hard to cut the turf, yeah. But you know, I I understand, and uh, you know, I feel that, and I still feel that. I I just I value it in a different way now, and I know that that's the right way to do it. But I I really recognise that it's. It's all about just transition now for people. Yes. It's about turf cutters being helped and supported. And if I can do anything to help, like, you know, we chat to the lads on, on the bog during the summer when they're cutting turf, we help them out because we're all, we're all in this together. And, and I love it's that. It's to about me supporting. To tell them to do. Yes, it's yeah. about supporting each other absolutely oh, and not being at loggerheads and looking for a new way, which I think is, is really, really okay. important, Fiona. Uh, I'm going to bring Helen in here. She's, she's on the line as well. Helen, you are extremely busy. This um, festival, my goodness, it's a jam-packed programme. Tell us about this three-day festival that's going to happen from the 23rd to the 25th. Well, so like you said, the Bog Cafe, it, it's jam-packed. It's a, <laughs> we were calling it a mini festival, but I mean, it's a full-on festival. Um, it, it, it's absolutely incredible. It's happening from the 23rd to the 25th of September in the Old Church on John Street. Um, we look. We initially kind of imagined it as, as a, a kind of, you know, it was going to be a small drop-in space somewhere in a shop in the town. Um, and we were going to we were going to be in there for a few days, and we were going to invite in different people from the community, uh, you know, to come in to chat about the bog, to learn about the bog, to find out what they knew about the bog and how they felt about it. Um, but it really has just evolved into this um, amazing weekend of talks, chats, workshops with different groups from around RD and and the wider kind of like Loud area, Loud and Meter area. Um, we have art, different artists coming in to make work that responds to RD bog. Um, we're going to be making bog butter on a Sunday. Um, we're going to have... Now, I'm intrigued by this now. Tell me about bog butter. How does one make bog butter? Well, well I, I mean, one starts by making butter and then and then, and then then bring, bringing it to the bog. We're going to make some butter and we're going to chat about kind of bog butter. Brilliant. And, and kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we have, there's so many other things going on. We have storytelling. The Armagh Rhymers are going to come in on, on, on Saturday evening to do some storytelling and songs. Um, and then later that evening, um, we're going to have a gig with Jinx Lennon and Sophie Coyle and Paul Callum. Um, and really, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, I know that kind of maybe seems removed from, from the bog, but it, it kind of is about bringing people in, bringing people in, putting something on that, that, that they'll enjoy and, and creating a space where, where people can learn about the bog and chat about the bog. Um, and different people from different groups who wouldn't normally get a chance to yeah. or a space to come and, and meet will we'll have a space to come in and meet. Absolutely. And like, I, no doubt, years ago and even now, uh, you know, after turf cutting and all of that, no doubt there was sing song and merriment and all that kind of stuff. So this kind of ties in really, really well to that. Now, locals will be really familiar with the Turf Man of RD song and you've created a, composi- a competition for musicians around this. Yes. Now, uh, I, I, think, I think everyone must know the song. I mean, it's so famous. Um, it, was, it was kind of made, fa- I know it wasn't written by Dermot O'Brien, but it was made famous by Dermot O'Brien. But we just thought, so we're going to be open on Culture Night. So Culture Night is Friday the 23rd. Um, the space is going to be open. We're going to have um, different dolls from kind of different groups in the community um, 
there's going to be artwork on display from like some of the schools in the community. Um, and we're going to be hosting some games, some bingo. But as part of that, we, we thought that we would love to invite different musicians from the area to come in and do their best rendition of the Turfman from RD. Brilliant. Um, kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek little competition. But, yeah. Um, but ev- everyone's a winner. But but yeah, so we, we, we would love to invite, if there are any local music- musicians who are, who are familiar with the song, who love the song, who would like to come in and do their version of it, we, we, would, we would love to have them there. And it's kind of a, like a battle of the bands for the Turf Man it song. Is. I love that. It, it's a brilliant it idea. The, a ba- battle of the Turf Men. The um, battle of the Turf Men. If, if, people, if people want to put on their wellies and their best Turf Man yeah. costume, or, or costume, that is more than welcome. That is encouraged, absolutely. And as well as this, you know, and, and, and Fiona alluded to some of it there as well, you know, you're putting together an archive, you want to hear people's stories, memories of growing up around the bog, you know, all of that is, is very much part of this as well. Yeah, it, it it totally is. And Anne, actually, Anne and Fiona initiated this last year. So we have been working on a, an oral history project where we were trying to capture kind of like oral histories from the different kind of older members of the community living around the bog. Um, and it was just so interesting listening to them and hearing their stories and, 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 and hearing about, you know, the things that they remembered about the bog. Um, so we thought that this might, that this festival might be a great space to kind of open that up a little bit more because you know people are shy as well about yeah oh completely um, yeah you know uh, so we are inviting um, we're inviting people um, people from all over the community um, to share their memories um, and stories of the bog with us um, I've I, I put a call out to, to local schools to, to ask pupils in local schools to collect memories from older relatives mm-hmm. but if people over the weekend so the festival is on if they have a memory if they have a story we would love to invite people to drop in say hello um, and we can capture their, 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 their written memory or their or recorded even if, if, if they're comfortable with that That's while fantastic. the space is open and, and the space is going to be open for the full three days so we really would love to see people drop in Yeah absolutely and Fiona bringing you back in on this because you know the, the stories from, from people that you've kind of collected so far they must be fascinating to get that and as you say so important to preserve that history isn't it? They're absolutely extraordinary. Like they've sent us down some serious rabbit rabbit holes in many ways. It's like trying to find, you know, some of the things they've come up with. Not come up with that they've shared with yeah. us. Like um, sphagnum moss, um, which is the bog builder. You need sphagnum that turns into peat. But sphagnum moss was exported during the Second World War to oh. France from our deep bog, and it was used as bandages. Wowzers. You know, on the war front okay. for soldiers. So the fact of this, like my parents, my mother lived and her family lived in the bog for generations. I never got them stories of mm. them. Did they know them? You know, the importance of actually putting these stories down on paper and archiving them is so important for the next generation. Oh, it really so, is. It really yeah, is. So people come along and, and share and they can do that. And are you hopeful then through the, the festival that people become more aware of the importance of the bog, of the need to protect it? Of the need to protect it and also the need to, to really enjoy it and, and and just go out and spend some time in it because it's a very unique habitat. And I I feel that like all Irish people, anybody, we're all connected to bogs. We're mm. Some of us are only maybe one generation removed from it being you know, a real part of our income. So everybody gets a feeling when they're in the bog. I was lucky enough to, to have my little bog garden filmed last year for Ireland's Garden Heroes. Oh, it's like, right, yes. Yeah, and like there was a team of people here from all over the country, like these 
lovely, fancy film, you know, filmmakers and everything. And they were all, you could see as the day was going on, you could see the shoulders dropping a little bit. You could see them getting relaxed. And then they'd start talking. They'd look up and they'd say, I remember being in Mayo Bog with my grandfather. There you go. I haven't thought about it. So it's, it's a very still, peaceful place as well. So it's not... Sometimes you don't need to understand it all. You just need to enjoy it. That is it. And that enjoyment brings. Yeah, absolutely. And it brings people to, together. It really does. I yeah. wish I wish you both the best of luck with this. I've no doubt it's going to be a great success. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining me today. Thank you so much, Sinead, for having us. And you're more than welcome yourself or anybody to come and visit us. Absolutely. I definitely, it's, it's going to be on the bucket yeah. list now that I've, uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've discovered the bog. Thanks to you both. Yeah. But thank you so, so much uh, for joining me. The Bog Cafe Festival, it runs from the 23rd to the 25th of September. Full details of this are on rdbog.org forward slash events. And as the lady said there, uh, an old church uh, there on John Street, that's where it's going to be held. But the full details, rdbog.org forward slash events. Events. 11 to 1. Gonna get to your heart. She recently turned 40 and apparently is working on new music. She's got a new album in the work in the works. It's called on uh, it's called God's Work. And on Instagram, uh, she posted a little a cappella of um one of the tracks. It's called Awakening. Here it is, a little just taster of her performing it a cappella in her swimming pool, as you do when you're Leanne Rhymes. In my heart's awakening, awakening My bones are awakening, awakening Whatever is taking me, taking me, oh You keep on shaking me, shaking me, shaking me, oh My heart is awakening, awakening My tongue is awakening, awakening Whatever is taking me, taking me, oh you keep on shaking me, shaking me up. She's still got it. She's still got it, Leanne Rhymes. Going to take a quick break and we're back with some winners of our tickets. And I want to tell you all about the best of Louder Than Me, the words. 11 to 1. Excitement is building for the best of Louder Than Me, the words. Yeah. So... People who don't know about this, okay, the last couple of weeks we were asking you to kind of nominate, to put forward businesses that had fallen under the category of like best restaurant, best bar, best beauty salon, that kind of thing. Now we have a shortlist. That shortlist is live, okay? They have three different uh, businesses in each category. So, for example, uh, in Best Beauty Salon, we have Sinead's Beauty Studio in Drogheda. We've got the Glam Loft in Kenstown Navin. We've got Joanne Woods, the Beauty Specialist in Dundalk. In the Best Pub, we've got the Trinity Quarter in Drogheda. The Neptune in Black Rock, Floods Bar at the Boy, okay? So, we've got lots of different categories, three different businesses in, in each, okay? So, you have to go over to lmfm.ie now. Find out who made the final three in each category and get voting for your favourite because voting is closing 12pm on Friday coming, okay? And the Best of Loud Than Me Awards are going to be taking place next week. Uh, Now, this is with localheroes.ie. If you're looking for a trusted plumber, electrician or gas boiler installer in Louth and Meath or you're interested in a boiler scrappage scheme, you can check out localheroes.ie and they come with a 12-month guarantee backed by Board Gosh Energy. So head over now, lmfm.ie and vote for your favourite. Hello, I'm Harry. 
There's Harry Styles, as it was, and LMFM's 11 to 1. Our answer for our quiz was true. Jen Rooney in Newfield, Marianne McCabe, not sure whereabouts you are, Lin- Lily McKenna in Trim, and Marion Kelly in Centralstown. You're all going along too. It's The Real McCoy. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who entered. We'll be in touch with you after the show. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. Have a great Tuesday. I'll leave you with Genesis. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237.